welcome to the Champagne Lounge. Hello and welcome back to the Champagne Lounge podcast. Today I'm joined by the wonderful Claire Tate. Welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you so much, Rebecca, and thank you for inviting me. I Now, I love how you and I joined forces and you came to be part of the Champagne Lounge world through mutual connections and actually a mutual community that we're both part of as part of our work and business. So can I tell us a little bit about you and, and how you've got to where you are in your business today, a little bit of a snapshot of your business journey so far? All right. Um, well, I think, um, you know, I think like so many people, I'm um, this you know, a mishmash of dichotomous notions. I'm deeply spiritual on the one hand, and then I'm immensely practical on the other hand. I'm a Capricorn by nature, not by nature, by <laughs> star sign. So we're immensely practical. You know, since my teens, you know, I've studied tons of energy therapies, you know, from aurasoma, crystal hearing, aura readings, uh, flower essences, EFT. I became a Reiki master in my 20s, and that's one of my big loves. You know, I've been doing that for over 30 years now. Gosh, I was also an aerobics instructor, a cocktail waitress, secondhand car sales, like professional decluttering. I did it all. I, I, I mentioned this because a lot of people worry that they haven't found their thing, but I tried all of these things so that I could find my thing right. And for quite a while, I lived these two parallel lives, you know, one extremely left-brained because my first degree was in marketing and accounting, and I worked in those fields. So can you imagine the opposite ends of the spectrum, an accountant versus now a kinesiologist, right? Very opposite ends. <laughs> Yeah, but so I was living those parallel lives, and but I always had this energetic spiritual interest, even when I was an accountant, and, the, and you know, because I was a Reiki master at that time as well. But I probably didn't pursue that full time then because it wasn't responsible, and responsibility at that time was one of my real drivers when I was younger. Anyway come full circle, obviously many years and a lot of work later, I, you know, I realized, well, you know, those things don't make me happy. I, I absolutely hated it. Um, the accounting, it was a great job to do in terms of, you know, moving around the world, you could always get a job, etc. But it just didn't fill my heart and my soul. And when we arrived in Sydney, I started studying straight away. And that's a good 20 years ago. And so nowadays, like, I, what I call myself is I'm a holistic intuitive kinesiologist. I'm a Reiki master. I also teach yoga, one of my beautiful loves, and I'm a wellness and yoga retreat facilitator. But so I'm equally happy playing in right and left hemispheres of this brain, you know, and I think that's of a benefit to my clients, right? Because I'm really grounded and practical, so I can talk to, you know, the logistics of running a business, a SWOT analysis. But then equally, I can fall into, you know, my clear abilities of clear cognizance and clear sentience whilst I do, you know, energy healing work. So spiritual, analytical, <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. I love it. But it's obviously served you well in, in having both sides of those brains. And does that mean you can serve like a wider variety of clients because of that? Or, or how do you think they work well together? Absolutely, I think I can serve. I mean, look, this you 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 know, as you as you know, we're not all everybody's cup of tea. You're you're going to either resonate with someone or not. So somebody who you know, say a client who really wants a kinesiologist who's like what I would call ungrounded. I call myself very grounded, um, and I don't mean that with disrespect. Um, 
I don't know, that does astral traveling and that, that's probably not the purd. They probably, I'm probably not their, you know, cup of tea. Um, Because I am, you know, so practical and I love to, you know, reverse engineer a problem, but I always reverse engineer it from an energetic perspective because, you know, I'm an energetic practitioner first and foremost. I look at everything through the lens of energy. And so I know that these energetic blocks will show up for my clients as, you know, procrastination, self-worth, doubt, you know, people-pleasing, those are the big, those are the big ones. I'm sure every business owner listening to this is like, yeah, yeah, got some of those, <laughs> had some yeah. of those, dealt with them. But for those people listening that don't know what energy healing is, it might be a brand new thing for them, don't quite know what it's all about or what's involved. Can you sort of articulate what what is it involved if we've never done it before? So specifically my energy healing is looking at it from, say, a kinesiology aspect. The foundation is traditional Chinese medicine. So we're looking at your energetic bodies, your meridians, specifically and then i also work with chakras as well so your meridians are lines of energy which crisscross your body so if you've ever been to an acupuncturist they don't just needle random spots on your body they will needle specific acupoints acupoints run along a line called a meridian and these meridians are what moves chi or energy or prana you probably all of those words are interrelated same thing moves it through your body. Now they connect into organs. There's not only the physical. So for example, we might say the heart meridian will physically connect into the heart organ itself, but then metaphysically, what are the things associated with it? And so for example, you know, self-worth, self-love, you know, one of the other meridians that I love working with is large intestine. So large intestine, yes, it connects into the large intestine, which is about release, like literally release, going to the toilet. But it's also about what is it that you need to let go in order to step into what it is that you want, you know, because we all of us and it's it's egoic because we're human we carry way too much baggage so i'm all about constant i'm constantly about release 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 what is it that you need to let go so that you can step into the next thing so does that make sense the energy so energy is connected to as you know we're energetic beings first and foremost we're in this you know we we are in a human form but actually you're this you're just this the soul that happens to be in this body, in this particular body at this particular time. Yeah. And you just articulated that so well. I, I've been trying to explain it to a few people over the years of just, you know, how did you get through that? Mm, energy healing and just kind of like garbled my way through it in my very uneducated language, I think is probably a better thing to say because I can, I've gone through different elements of energy healing and I can feel it and I can tell you how amazing it is, but articulating it in the way that you just articulated how and why and what. No, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't come out of me Thank on you. a regular I basis. That. <laughs> I should be able to articulate it after so long, hey? Yeah, for well, for sure, right? So you talked about the fact that you do energy healing retreats. Okay, so I always thought maybe, you know, I always thought I would have thought an energetical journey for someone is quite personal. Um, how do you do that from a group perspective going into a, a group scenario? How does that how does that work? Okay, so probably um, we probably with some miscommunication there. Uh, when, I, when I do a wellness and yoga retreats, they're more about nourishing a person, not necessarily. There's no energy work done. However, so I will. Um, there is one of the things that we do 
think of it as a yoga retreat. We do yoga, we eat nourishing food, we have different workshops. Now work with a beautiful life coach. She does different workshops. I'll do workshops and say on acupressure. But one of the sessions we do do where there actually is energy work is where I use the Reiki. She'll do the restorative yoga and I do Reiki and that is group Reiki. And there I will often read the room. With Reiki, we have specific symbols that are, you know, have been passed down from our Reiki master. I'm a Yusui Reiki Usui practitioner and my lineage goes back to Dr. Makao Usui. That means something in the in the Reiki world, probably not to anyone else. But all it is really to be a Reiki master, what it means is you've had attunements to open up your chakras a wee bit more. And so once I start a session and in a group session, I use these symbols to activate that. So I don't walk around all the time with my chakras open. You wouldn't want to do that. And then I literally read the energy I think I can do this because I've been doing it for 30 years. You know, I don't think it's something that you, initially you might be able, one might be able to do. So I'm really intuitive. And the energy, literally, the universal energy will say to me, you know, not literally say it out loud, but I'll have this feel. And this is where my clear sentence comes in. Okay, I need to work with this person. And then I'll, I'll literally put my hands on where their body I'll be able to look at their body and a part of their body will be highlighted to me. And then I'll get messages and I'll pass those messages on. The Champagne Lounge isn't just a podcast. It's an instant digital community for ambitious businesswomen and entrepreneurs like you wanting more connection, community and celebration. So wherever you are in the world, whatever stage of business you're at, if you're looking for that ultimate female cheer squad of like-minded women, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to come and join us. I have done a lot of work over the years in my 12th year of business now. So going through that, but for me, energy healing, kinesiology is only something I've just become um, aware of from a um, let's give it a go type level, right? Awareness in terms of let's see, let's try it. For anyone listening and going, Okay, like I know there's some people out there, like I know Rebecca's talking about it, you know, I know you are obviously practicing, but there's people out there now talking in their 10th, 11th, 12th year of business going, this stuff is just taking me to the next level, right? I'm just unlocking a whole heap of stuff. If I'm at the beginning of my business journey, or even at the beginning of my energy work journey, whatever that may look like, what's the, what are the starting points? What can people look for, ask for? Where do you recommend they start on a, an energy healing journey if they haven't done one before? Well, you know, obviously I'm a kinesiologist, so I would want, you know, I'd say, you know, <laughs> for me, I'd say go and see a kinesiologist, right? But for someone else, they might be drawn to, I don't know, a reflexologist or someone that does Reiki. I, mean, I, I happen to do both and I incorporate, and this is the thing, I incorporate a lot of the things I do into one session. But if you came to me, say, for a kinesiology session, because our, our kinesiology is rooted in TCM, we look at a person from the five elements fire earth metal water and wood now we are we are we have all of those elements within us but we are one specific one constitutionally so the time you were born will determine what your constitutional element is so for example 
I'm a fire type. So we are very passionate. You know, we're quick to maybe anger, but we're also very quick to forgive. Each of the elements has something about them. And even the way a person looks might, you might be able to see, oh, well, they're this, you know. So for example, I would say Gwyneth Paltrow is the perfect example of water. She looks very watery and, you know, um, ethereal. She's not a client. So I don't know if she is water (laughs) constitution. (laughs) Yeah. So we would look and then we'd say, okay, with these, this is your constitutional type. And we'd look, okay, these are the strengths and weaknesses. This is what you would have as that type of person, right? So so for an example, a water type, they're prone to crying a lot, but they're also prone to a lot to indecision. And so then you would bring that into your into my work in terms of helping a person, whether it's with their business or their life. I spoke about large intestine. So if a person is metal because lung and large intestines sit on metal if they're a metal element they will struggle with letting go and so they are the people that might be stuck on this old business idea this old business model this old way of thinking and they just cannot let that go and we then work I then work with their lung, large intestine meridian. It's very much about the talking of these different, you know, what are the aspects of that? There's a lot of counseling involved, you know, getting to know who you are and what it is that needs to happen in order for you to step into that next thing. So for a large intestine person where large intestine is their weakness, it's letting go. Fire type, it might be drawing back sometimes, or if you're out of balance, it might be really stepping into your power. Earth type people, these earth type people are the people that constantly give. You know, if you think of, like I always think of, you know, this mother earth type with the baby at their breast. They're always giving, 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 which is beautiful, but eventually they get exhausted and often resentful because, you know, they've depleted themselves. So for them, it's about nourishing their earth element. Mm -hmm. It's really about looking at where you are elementally and then just to throw a spanner in the works, you're not just one of those things, all of these things interplay. So there's a nourishing um, aspect to it, but then there's also what we call, a I don't know how to translate it in English, um, co-cycle where it's a negative. So the metal might negatively affect fire, right? I'm trying to make it really simple. No. It's really not <laughs> simple. TCM is, you know, TCM is 3,000 years old. It's That's intrinsically... Great complicated and yet simple but it's quite hard to articulate and that's mm. where we just have to trust the energy you yeah. know so as a kinesiologist when i'm online i just do muscle testing you know um which is sorry you know you just surrogate for the person to see what comes up for them yeah so i think an, an easy access point to start any sort of work in this space as you just said is to explore a kinesiologist you know go down that path and start something Small, because it's just not a long process to start with an hour session, right? And just see how that goes and sort of ease your way into it. Because as you said, it's 3,000 years old, this practice. So it takes a lot and there's a lot of layers in there. So if you're just starting on the energy healing journey or you just want to dip your foot in and see what it's like, definitely go down the path of looking at at trying kinesiology, I think is the best thing to start with. So if we put a pause on what you actually do and we change tax a little bit and go, okay, you've been doing multiple different things and found your your love for this work in the last couple of decades. It's really hard as business owners to 
Well, I mean, find energy in keeping our businesses running and running our businesses um, without feeling really lonely, right? Without feeling really lonely, particularly if we haven't got a team around us and the work that you're doing is predominantly you as a solo practitioner. How, are you, how have you built your business through the help of community and people around you to keep you up in terms of being that business owner and, and having the energy to keep moving it forward? I 100% agree with you, Rebecca. It can be extremely lonely. So community is so important. Um, I know for me, um, once I had qualified as a kinesiologist and then I, you know, and I was lonely. And in those days, very, very long ago, there wasn't even social media. I can remember I, I just took an ad, took out an ad in the Manly Daily and that was it. There was no newsletter. There was nothing. But of course, times changed and I realized that. And what I wanted to do, Rebecca, was move my business online. And my children were growing and I knew I wanted to become location independent. This is long before COVID. And so I decided I'll get a business coach and I'll join a business community. And Tash Corbin is my um business coach and she helped me make that move not just seeing clients in person but seeing clients and I probably see 97% of my clients online now I still I still do have a clinic though but I only see people on a Saturday there and so I then joined this community of you know heart-centered women and it was you know quite a relief actually well obviously you know obviously a relief just to have that support um you know, to have a business coach so that you aren't alone in this world. Um, and, you know, people don't necessarily, you know, there's a, a season for things. And then you also want to join other communities. And, you know, I've like, I love your, the Champagne Lounge. Well, number one, I love Champagne. And I've been part of another group, actually. Um, it's no longer exists anymore, which is, was called the Champagne Collective. And the same thing, it was based on, you know, us getting together, chatting, this worked for me, this didn't work for me. And of course, you know, um, many heads are, way more helpful than that single head yeah, so for definitely. me it's a key part having that community around yeah to, to bounce ideas to share stories to learn from other people's learnings and lessons and journeys as well I think it's a completely invaluable thing and you're right we have to be part of multiple different ones to find our tribe because we're change we're changing journeys we're changing our paths we're constantly evolving so it's good to be able to to be a breadth and across multiple different sort of spaces and communities of people yeah exactly yeah exactly. yeah now you said just now that you love champagne you and i both have a favorite we both love a little bit of verve um yeah. last question i ask everybody on the podcast is how do you celebrate your business successes now as business owners we constantly strive to the next thing and the next thing or we'll hit the revenue target we'll be like tick done that move on or you know i've got this client or i've done that thing tick done that move on do you stop and acknowledge the stages in your business and how do you celebrate the milestones when you achieve the goals? Okay, so I'm going to go, bow, bow. I got a fail on that test, which is <laughs> horrifying to me because as a bit of a perfectionist, I want to get 110%. And this may be because I'm a fire type, but it's not a great thing. I, You know, it's a beautiful thing that you do stop. You've got these... Um, champagne bottles in your fridge with post-it notes when I get to that goal I'm going to pop this champagne for me when I achieve a goal I just okay what's the next thing right I'm just <laughs> on to the next thing so I think I might take a leaf out of your book <laughs> and um yeah take that on board 
Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that too within yeah. our community to be like, let's see your post-it notes. You know, let's see how the goals are going and how are we, how are we um, acknowledging that because we do, we should be, you should be acknowledging the goals and the wins or the retreat sellouts when you get them. Um, all of those oh, magical yeah. things that are a, a triumph in running a business. I know. I suppose it's just these high expectations. You know, I just think, yeah, well, I'm supposed to have done it. So, you know, it's, it's what I expected of myself. So therefore, yeah. yeah. But I like that. Yeah. I'm going to take the pedal. I'll take the foot off the pedal a bit and stop for a moment. Just stop, pause and reflect. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it and be, yeah. be your own cheer squad. We'll be your cheer squad in the background and the foreground for you too. So <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Um, I've absolutely loved it. I think you've really uh, been able to articulate the work that you do and, and help our listeners get into an area of, I suppose, business and healing and energy and life that they sometimes wouldn't have otherwise seen or heard about. So I think that's pretty phenomenal. Links to your socials and your website so they can look at your work and your retreats are all in the show notes. Thank you so much for being part of the Champagne Lounge community and for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for listening to the Champagne Lounge podcast. If you'd love to be part of our thriving global community, head over to thechampagnelounge.com to join us.